Yoshinobu Yamamoto gave us a sign of things to come for the next 12 years in a very nice Dodgers debut on Wednesday. Was not all positives, though, for the Dodgers on Wednesday. They do lose their first game of the Cactus League season. Maybe might have lost Max Muncy for a little stretch of time. We don't know quite yet, but let us dive into an up-and-down edition of the All Dodgers podcast. My name is Clint Basias. You guys can find me. Uh, I got I to gotta start using the other finger, but it's right here. You can find me as RealFRG on uh, Twitter, on the Instagram, uh, if those for some reason excite you to do. Uh, I'm a longtime baseball writer. I am a sports analyst, and I'm here on All Dodgers on YouTube talking about mostly the boys in blue. Consider giving this video a thumbs, out, uh, thumbs up. It helps out the channel. Consider hitting that subscribe button. That's another thing that massively helps out the channel. Hit that notification bell when you do want to be alerted about when we go live, when I drop new content and all that kind of stuff. But enough of the the sell job out of the way. Actually, that's a lie. One last sell job. If you can't watch this, you don't want to watch it on YouTube. It's also an audio podcast, part of the Believe Network of Podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just search All Dodgers Podcast with Clint Pasias. But Wednesday was Yamamoto Day, and he got a little yama nasty. One day after the first big Dodgers signing of the offseason made his debut, the big debut for Shohei Otani, who hits a bomb, and we see, of course, the the San Francisco Giants skit. It's better for me and, and more fun for content if I treat it as quasi-real. But anyway, uh, you had to watch yesterday's video. But anyways, one day after... Shohei Otani makes his debut. You get Yoshinobu Yamamoto on the mound, makes his first spring training uh, start for the Dodgers, and he shut down the defending World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Yamamoto goes two scoreless innings, records three strikes out, gives up a hit in the first inning, but that was quickly erased by a double play ball. Uh, We'll just pretend here, we'll sit and pretend, was not hit all that hard. Um, The thing you really key key in on with Yoshi Yamamoto, with Yamasan here, is the effortless motion. I actually had a friend text me during the game saying he was worried about Yamamoto's delivery, saying it looked like he wasn't throwing that hard and worrying about like the buyer's remorse of the situation. And I understand... um, you know, people maybe getting their first look on Yamamoto in this game, their first look at Yamamoto in this game, how they can kind of see that, how it maybe looks like he's, I wouldn't say not trying very hard, but it's a very, very effortless delivery, but it's still a guy that sits 94, 96, can, can touch 97, 98 if he needs to. He hits his spot with, a, again, an almost effortless delivery, and and it's all powered from that trunk. He's also a shorter dude, but it, but just the, the mechanics, watch this guy's mechanics. They are on point. Of course, Dave Roberts had good things to say about Yamamoto after the game. He's like some of us, not surprised to see the dominant outing. Let's take a listen. Certainly very efficient today. Um, and he just, no surprise that he controls controlled his emotions. I'm sure he was excited. Uh, you couldn't tell it. And he was just out there professional attacking, and he got a chance to use his fastball, uh, the split, the slider, the curveball. So he was really good today. And, uh, you know, he's going to go back out there in the third inning uh, just to kind of throw in a couple pitches. But he said uh, he felt good and uh, he did his job. 
I know that this is only his first outing, but is there kind of a level of excitement just knowing what could, we could be seeing this season with him? I, I think so. I mean, obviously, you've got a pitcher that um, is coming over from another league, another country, and so there's some uh, expectation, anticipation with that, but also just the talent itself as being a, a potential top-end guy uh, right off the get-go. You know, So I think for us as a ball club, we're really excited to see what he can do for us. Final bit on the Yamamoto uh, debut day. One really cool thing to see was Shohei Otani traveling with the team, taking uh, time off. It was his day off. You know, here he got his work in done in the morning at Camelback Ranch, but he travels with the team to Surprise Stadium from Camelback to watch his friend Yama pitch um, again on his day off. So that's pretty cool to to see the the camaraderie going there. Otani's review of Yoshinobu Yamamoto's uh, debut. So-so. It was so-so. You could quote that one. Of course, Yamamoto was told that one, reacted, thought, you know, got a laugh out of it, which is the whole point. A little another sidebar to it. The vibes are already vibing early for the Dodgers this spring. That said, there were two vibe killers today on Wednesday. One being that, yeah, the Dodgers lost their first spring training game of the season, so... There goes the undefeated season. There goes everything. The offseason was a waste. Our lives are, are a lie. We lost. They lost. Everything is miserable. But, uh, you know, obviously you're going to lose. And spring training games mean nothing but two. The big one, the more, the more important one, the actually important one, uh, Max Muncy getting hit on the right hand uh, and being forced to eventually leave the game before taking his second at bat. Um, he did play defense. Uh, Well, after he got hit, he stayed on base. He ran the bases. Not that he had to run very much because the very next batter, Austin Barnes, hit into a double play. Barnesy, come on. I said I'm trying to defend you this this spring, and you're making me look bad. But uh, don't worry, he does a good job of making himself look bad. But he stays in, does Muncy to run the bases for a few feet, and then uh, uh, he he stays in for the next three innings on defense before being removed before his next at-bat in the, uh, I think it was the the fourth inning. I got to double-check the tape on that one, but um, he was shown between innings uh, in the first and second having his hand uh, tended to, kind of taped up and all that kind of stuff. He did, Muncie did turn a double play in that uh, the bottom of the first inning to bail out or, or whatever, however you want to word it, to bail out Yamamoto on uh, with a double play at that, that inning. Words are hard, saying a lot of things. Let's slow it down a little bit here. The initial diagnosis from the Dodgers, hand contusion for Muncy. He's expected to go for x-rays on Thursday. Um, again, he stayed in the game as long as he could. Uh, there's optimism that it's not that big of a deal. He'll be fine in a few days. Um you know, at some point, though, this guy just kind of needs a break. And I don't mean like a broken finger because we've seen that. You know, we had the the 2020 broken finger during summer camp when the Dodgers were ramping it back up at Dodger Stadium, playing intra-squad games against each other. That's when the whole world got to learn about uh, Chico Hernandez or, or Chico Herrera, let Chico catch or let, you know, let Chico bat was, I think, the um, the big thing at the time sidetracked, horribly unnecessary part of the story, but Alex Wood hits Muncy in the hand with a pitch, has a, a, a fractured finger that, that affects that short season for Muncy. Of course, the number's very down for Muncy. His healthiest season, maybe we can say, in 2021. It was really good. Um, perhaps, again, one of his best seasons, but 
had the elbow injury on the final game of the season that took him out for the playoffs and derailed his 2022 season. He was never right in 2022 thanks to that elbow. Of course, that offseason was the 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 uh, the strike or, or the the player lockout, the the CBA lockout. So Max Muncy wasn't able to talk to the Dodgers during his rehab and there was just a lot of problems that came from that elbow injury. But um in 2023, we'll say healthier elbow-wise, he still had other little nagging injuries. He had some knee stuff. He had a hamstring issue, a shoulder thing late in the season. So he was a guy that we looked at coming into this camp as, you know, uh, wasn't needed to be one of, like, the dudes at the top of the lineup, you know, the top uh, two, three, four in the lineup, but still somebody this team was going to heavily rely on. And speaking of heavily, he did come into camp 15 pounds lighter, reportedly, was looking to put together a big campaign as a, a veteran, as a leader, and as a run producer for this team and, uh, you know, compete better on both sides of the ball. But again, Thankfully, it does not seem to be that big of an issue, the hit-by-pitch for Muncie. Dave Roberts did not seem to be overly concerned about the situation as well. Let's hear from Dave. With Max Muncie, early in the game, we saw him take a pitch off the hand. Uh, we were told he has a left-hand contusion. He said that he was going to go ahead and have an x-ray just to check it out. For him, do you suspect that things will be okay, just a day-to-day kind of situation, make sure he's all good? I, I do. Um, he wanted to stay in there as long as he could uh, to play some defense, uh, so that's a good sign. There started to be some sweat but I think he was on that uh, ring finger knuckle on the left hand that started to swell up a little bit. So I think it could have been worse. So we'll uh, get some clarity once he gets that scan. Uh, he was scheduled to be down tomorrow. And then uh, we'll see, uh, you know, the following day. The final little best thing, if there's a best thing that happens from getting hit on the hand with a fastball, is that it did happen early in camp. So there's a little bit of leeway to give him a few days off if he needs it and and not have him swinging with a bum hand, with a game hand, whatever you want to call it, with a problem. Don't let him develop bad habits. Don't let those bad habits creep into the picture. Let him get healthy and, and feel a lot better before he starts uh, getting in the box again. Worst case scenario, if you are forced to open the season with Muncie on the injured list, you got some backups. You got some solid backups. Chris Taylor can start a third. Kike Hernandez can start a third. Um, uh, uh, Roster-wise, Miguel Vargas can can slide onto the opening day roster. It's not that big of a deal. Just don't let Muncie get into bad habits and let those creep into the 2024 season. Finally, just to add a little more flavor to this news dump feeling kind of edition of the show, I'm going to call out two guys that have uh, impressed early at camp. At least they've impressed me. I'd imagine they've impressed the Dodgers a little bit. Maybe some fans watching the games. But two guys, uh, Jose Ramos, Cody Hosey. I'm I'm omitting Andy Pajes from this just because I want to talk about him in more detail in a future video. But let's talk Jose Ramos real quick. Ramos Ramos has kind of become uh, a sort of forgotten guy in the Dodgers ecosystem and the Dodgers farm system. At least that's how it feels to me. Uh, He's had back-to-back seasons where he's really showing pop. 44 home runs over the last two years combined, but the average still stays down in like that 240 range. And yeah, we know average isn't the most important. He does get on base at 
at like a a 33% clip. Not the best, not the worst, but so far what he's showing uh, this spring, he's showing improved at bats, good bat to ball. Uh, he's gone five for nine so far as of after the game on Wednesday. He's added a home run, um, playing smooth defense in center field and right field. And it's just a good time for Ramos to be kind of good because, you know, Ramos likely isn't going to be, he's not going to be playing for much opportunity with the Dodgers this year, with the the big league club for sure. But I'll I'll add, he's stuck behind guys like Miguel Vargas. He's definitely stuck behind a guy like Andy Pajes. But at least, at least, I mean, this is a guy, Ramos, that's still just 23 years old. Right now is a time for him to showcase to some other clubs in a different way. This is the more, I guess, kind of national time. He is playing big league innings. He's starting games in spring training for the Dodgers. So he's doing, he's having this kind of success against some of other big league clubs, better players, good players, living players. So right now he's showcasing his talents for a potential trade deadline move this summer. And that's something I would say is pretty important for Jose Ramos. The other guy, Cody Hosey, kind of impressed me a little bit uh, just because uh, when you come into campus, Cody Hosey, the, the expectations, and I don't mean it in, in a horribly negative way. It's just they're absolutely on the floor. So former number one or former top uh, first round draft pick for the guy for the Dodgers in uh, 2019. I think he was like a 36, 38th overall pick. But he's one of those guys where. His prospect sheen has faded into the flattest matte finish in recent years. But right now, he is taking advantage of some opportunities here early in camp. He's three for five. He had a nice at-bat uh, in Wednesday's game with a sack, a sack fly driving in a run. Um, 26. He's 26 now. He's a long way removed from being that first-round pick. But maybe, just maybe, we've seen other guys you know, be late blossomers. Uh, late bloomers in their careers. Maybe he has a little bit of baseball future left in him. I would not be holding my breath on Cody Hosey, but it's good to see him kind of getting a little bit of shine. Yeah, extremely early, very small sample size, but what do you want from me? I added a little bit of free content to your ears. Up next for your Dodgers, we do have a night game, the first night game of the spring training season, Thursday night at uh, Ballpark, listed here, shown here on the screen. I think they're going back home uh, to Camelback. James Paxton makes his Dodgers debut, so that is cool. I'll be back live here on the All Dodgers YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. So come on by, join the comments for some in-game all Dodgers live. My name is Clint Pasillas. Find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, if you are so inclined. There's also all Dodgers uh, Instagram pages. All of those links um, are in the description below, and I will see you on the next one of these. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.